God is good. He's helping us. Now, if you were here last week, I believe Pastor Mike uh, 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 was with us and he brought an amazing word that was really a blessing. And I think he was, uh, he opened up uh, something for us. And I just tried to walk in through that into what God is, uh, is doing. And uh, I just felt very strongly that the Holy Spirit is on assignment for somebody today. I think, uh, you know, I was just praying and the Lord really filled my heart with this. I think this is for, for everybody in Jesus' name. But I think somebody, we need to really break down these things of the Spirit because it can be confusing. And I think we really need to understand how important and how desperately we are lost without the Holy Spirit's help. Amen. So I just want to do some things to help us uh, prepare for that. And we're going to receive and pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. It's very, very uh, simple procedures like in and out surgery. Hallelujah. And uh, I believe the Lord has something for us. For, it's good to just take time to spell these things out and make it clear. Amen. Um, if you've been following, I've, it's been a few weeks now, but I was working on this just because idea. And we were talking about uh, the importance of uh, um, the finished work of Christ. And we were talking about how the Old Testament tabernacle is a, a pattern of the realities that we have in Christ. And how in the tabernacle, God, Old Testament ta tabernacle, God was speaking to us a reality that applies to us as New Covenant, New Testament believers and people in Christ. And it's important to uh, see, like, there, there's different ways or different dispensations of, 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 of time and the scripture outlines these and it's important to know uh, each dispensation how to interpret each dispensation and also un understand our position in that what I mean by that is like Old Testament was one season of time Gospels the story of the Gospels is a like a transitionary period of time between the two covenants but then in the New Testament we have the new covenant which is different from the old and the Bible says that God is speaking to us from the Old Testament by way of shadow and type particularly in matters relating to the tabernacle but those things find reality or substance in the person of Christ Praise the Lord. So um, if, if we could put that, that picture just... Now this is a picture of Moses' tabernacle. Um, and uh, we talked about this extensively, but you see how we have the brazen altar where an animal is sacrificed and blood has to be shed. Then we talked about the, the, the bronze laver that's between the, 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 the inner courts and the, the bronze, uh, the, the brazen altar. And that's where we talked about how the priest has to clean themselves before they go in to the presence of God. They had to see themselves also as righteous or clean. We talked about the mirror-like substance that the, 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 the labor um, uh, reflects. So, so uh, all, of this, all of these things combined together are pointing us somewhere or taking us somewhere. And it's important to know uh, what that is or what God is preparing us for uh, just by way of review if you remember we were talking about how if this pulpit represents righteousness and we are over here we talked about how in Christ Jesus we are no longer moving to become or to get righteous but Christ has already become righteousness for us and has provided us with a finished work so in Christ, our righteousness is complete, and that means that we are starting right here. Praise the Lord. This is our starting point. Um, but the idea is that now that we are righteous, there's a reason for this, okay? 
there's a reason why God needed us to be righteous because we could not enter the inner courts uh, until we become righteous. There is, a, uh, there is a place where we go into God with this righteousness where we have fellowship with God. Outside, in the outer courts, we are dealing with uh, things that are illuminated by natural sunlight. But when we go into the inner courts, things are illum illuminated by the golden lampstand or the menorah, and it, is, it represents the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So outside is the external revelation, but inside is the internal revelation of the Spirit. And God has always wanted us to get back into the garden, back into His presence, back into deep relationship with, with, with Him. Amen. Uh, um, Jesus told the disciples after he rose from the dead, he said, do not go anywhere, but wait until you are endued with power from on high. Jesus said, wait. Why did Jesus say wait? Because there is more. Let me borrow Pastor Mike last week. There is more. Everybody say there is more. So it's nice to be righteous, but there is more. Peter, uh, Paul came to the believers in Ephesus in Acts chapter 19 and the, the disciples and he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we don't even believe that, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, well, what, what, what baptism did you receive when you believed? And they said, well, we believe the baptism of John. And Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. But he was preparing the way for the one who came after him, the Holy Spirit. John baptized with water, but Jesus baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. And then the Bible says he laid hands on them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Spoke in other tongues, they prophesied. Yeah? They spoke things of futuristic occurrence by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, so uh, what basically Paul was saying is what you mean you only experienced the baptism of John? There is more. Jesus told the disciples, don't go anywhere. There is more. And now that we're righteous, Pastor Z and Pastor Mike is telling us there is more. Praise the Lord. Think of it, think of it like this. You know, the Bible relates our relationship as the church to Christ as the bride and groom. Jesus is the bridegroom and the church is the bride. Amen. So what we do by way of a wedding or marriage ceremony is actually just a, a symbolic picture of the realities that we have with our fellowship with Christ. Amen. So, so you, you can use the uh, illustration of marriage. We do a lot of weddings here at Beza. Praise the Lord. Uh, if I had a Sirsantim for every wedding I have done, I would retire a long time ago. But it's interesting, like the, the wedding, it, it, uh, work with me now. Okay, the wedding, it is composed of two uh, events. Number one is the ceremony during the day. Come on, somebody. The wedding ceremony during the day. Number two is the wedding ceremony at night. And everybody said, Amen. All right. Now, if we finish the wedding ceremony during the day, it's good. It's a blessing. But if we just stop there and say we're finished, we're married, you're missing something. <laughs> Something special. My brother, there is more. But my point, I think you get, there is more. And I would like to relay the same idea to whatever experience that we've had in God. There is more. Uh, 
And there is this thing of going into the presence of God and going into the things of the Spirit. Now, the things of the Spirit is very, very important, but also it's very, very confusing. And many people, sometimes they don't understand how to discern what is of the Spirit and what is not of the Spirit. And I'd like just to go through some ideas. And, and even, you know, to be honest, for me, my process in this was very difficult because I got filled with the Holy Spirit when I was 17 years old. And it was a blessing, like the lights, the lights went, like I had my eyes open. And the lights went out and my eyes were still open. It's like, it's like the curtains came down. Then I started shaking and the guy was telling me, I said, what do I do? He said, just say, thank you, Jesus. I said, okay, thank you, Jesus. And I was about to go and he stopped me. He said, no, keep saying it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. No, 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 that's not it. Keep going. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep going. No, from the heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus. And then the lights went out. And then when I tried to say, thank you, Jesus, I said, thank you. And I began to speak in other tongues and I began to shake. I got so excited and I went and told all my, my peoples and many peoples really discouraged me. They said, you just had an emotional experience. So I said, man, look how that was emotional experience. You know, you can work yourself up into some hype, crazy type of thing and call it the Holy Spirit. So for a long time, this is what I'm about to teach you now. It's the result of a lot of process. We need the Holy Spirit more than we realize. But also, uh, we need to know how He operates. Uh, it, it's important. If the Holy Spirit is confusing for us, we can miss a lot of the things that uh, He's bringing our, our way. All right? So I just want to show you a few things starting. And this is kind of, it was helpful for me. I believe it will be helpful for you. I'm going to start teaching about what the Holy Spirit is not. The Holy Spirit is not your mind. The Holy Spirit is not your mind. All right? Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Just some things about our own understanding I would like to explain. Um, your mouth and your, your speech is directly connected to your understanding, to your mind. All right? Everything that you say is a product of what you thought first. All right? Even now, what I'm saying to you, my mind is thinking, it's happening very fast because I'm good like that. Hmm? But the mind is telling my mind, my mouth what to say, and it's happening in real time. All right? And that's how I am able to communicate with you. Now, my mind, my mouth, it relies on my mind, on my understanding. My mouth relies on my understanding. All right? But my understanding relies on all of my senses, all of my experience. Everything I have seen, everything that I have heard, it has been educating my mind to think a certain way and directing my mouth what to say and how to, how to say it. That's why when you hear uh, my accent, all right? You can tell not who I am, but you can tell where I came from, but not really because my accent is very unique. I'm the only one actually in the world who has this accent. And I can go different ways with it because I've grown up many different places. But, but the point is you hear the language and you know where they're from because you cannot separate the two. All right? The same way, uh, so everything about what I'm saying, it's a product of where I have been. All right? Now, uh, uh, one day, I raise my hand or I bow my knee and I accept Jesus as my Savior. 
when that happens, I become a child of God instantly. All right? By believing, I become a child of God. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, new creation, all, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. When, when I believe, praise the Lord. So I, 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 by reason of God's new birth experience, I'm a new creation. Ephesians chapter 1, it puts it like this. It says, uh, verse, number, verse number 13, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. It says, Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So the minute that you get born again, the minute you say yes to Jesus, the minute you believe, the Bible says, you are marked with a seal. Hallelujah. Like, you can't see this. It's not visible here. But it's a, a very real uh, uh, event that takes place in the Spirit. Hallelujah. So you are sealed based on your believing, and the Holy Spirit knows who believes and who doesn't, because man looks at outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. The minute you say yes, boom, Holy Spirit seals. So we are born again. We are children of God. We are sealed with the Holy Spirit. So there's a new creation that comes in, uh, and lives in us. It's not visible to the naked eye, but it's real. You can't go, like after you accept Jesus and look in the mirror, it's not a change in your physical appearance. It's a change on the inside. It's not visible, but it's there. All right? And there's different experiences, but whether you have an whatever your experience, the moment you, are, you believe, that's when the stamp comes down. It's based on believing. Now, Paul said these words in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 14. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Hmm. When I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. All right. Um, the mind I told you it speaks based on all of its past history, all of the accumulated experience, everything that we have seen, everything that we have heard, everything we have experienced. It's a product and it's coming out by way of mouth. But Paul said, when I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. What spirit? The spirit that I was born again by. The spirit that I was sealed with when I believed. The spirit that's not part of the mind or anything of my history or my past. It's the spirit by, from which, by which everything has been made new when i when i suppose when i speak in a tongue when i pray in a tongue all right my spirit prays which means that i am speaking independent of my mind yeah now now uh, that's painful and difficult because our whole when this is where the fight happens your mind that has been with you ever since the beginning you went to abc's together kindergarten come on somebody and the mind is saying, when the, you start speaking in tongues, there's a little fight that goes on. It's saying, what are you doing? Where are you going? I don't approve of this. This is not based on the protocol that I have been assigned to give you your whole life. Stop that nonsense and come back to me. But Paul said, no, no, no. When I, you see the Bible, Paul said, when I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. My mind is unfruitful. Now, that's, that's normally... Uh, the best thing, see, your mind is very sharp. Your mind has brought you this far. Your mind is effective, but your mind is also your greatest liability when it comes to things of the Spirit. 
And particularly, we cannot attach our experience in our Christian faith to the things of our mind. Because God is much bigger than our mind. We need the Holy Spirit like the air we breathe. We need the Holy Spirit because we don't know about tomorrow. Our mind will tell us everything about what we have seen and what we have heard, what we know, where we've been, and all of our research, calculation, all our accumulative experience, it comes to the mind. And there's a place for, for that. But it must be submitted and subject to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit gives us an advantage that our mind can never give us on its best day. Paul said in Corinthians that eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the mind of man eh, the things that God has in store for those who love him. But they are revealed to us by the Spirit. That's why when people pray in tongues, they many times accompany that with prophesying. Uh, 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 your mind comes from the past. It's everything from here backwards. But the spirit starts from the future and comes backwards. You see, there is no way. Hallelujah. There is no way to know the things of the future unless the Holy Spirit helps us. All right. And we can plan the future based on the past, but it's not the best way to plan the future. Hallelujah. The best way to plan the future is by consulting the one who has already been there. Getting inside information, they call it in, 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 in uh, international trading, it's actually illegal. It's called insider trading. Have you heard about that? Insider trading, you know how stock markets function. You know, you, you, people uh, put their money in certain, on certain uh, businesses that they hope, based on past experience and past studies, when they hope that it will do well. So when they invest their money there, their money will grow with that, with that business or that, that, that company right so there's some people who get insider information okay like for example in the case of the 9-11 uh, attacks in, uh, in America when the bomb bomb the planes flew into the trade towers some people who knew what was about to happen they did some studies on this they pulled their money out on September 10th and now they become under investigation because that's illegal you can't make decisions based on stuff that you know what's called insider trading it's illegal in this world, but in the spirit. In the spirit, that's the only way to go. Some of you need the Holy Ghost before you get married. Because you need that insider trading. Because all you're going by is the past up to now. And they can look like Superman right now. But Holy Spirit knows that that Superman tomorrow will turn into a disaster. Only the Holy Spirit can tell you that. I don't know if you know about this or not, but you need the Holy Spirit before you get into any kind of business contract. You need insider training before you join a church. You need insider training before you become a partner with somebody in business. You need insider training before you take any step in the future because the truth is as sharp as your mind is, it's a liability when it comes to the things of the future. When you, hallelujah, when you start praying in the spirit, you are disengaging your mind, your mind. There was even a study done in the New York hospital where they put a brain scans on people who were speaking in tongues. Have you heard about this before? All right. And, and, and it's just like the Bible says. They did a brain scan on people and they said, now talk in a normal language or just praise God. And they took, you know, uh, uh, Pentecostal people. They took people who are filled with the Holy Ghost and says, pray in your normal language. And they were praying in their normal language. 
And when they were using normal language, the brain activity is going crazy, you know, on the, on the charts. And they said, now pray in the spirit. When they start praying in the spirit, brain dead. Just like no, no nothing. Now it's not brain dead. We know what that is. My mind is unfruitful. Paul said, when I pray in the spirit, my mind is unfruitful, but I am still engaged. If my, mind, my mouth is speaking and my, mouth, my mind is not engaged, who is doing the speaking? Hallelujah. It is the spirit of God inside of me. And what you do when you pray in the spirit, you, get, you, you pay attention to what he's dropping in, 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 your, in your mind. I, the things that I has not seen. I'll let you. I don't know how we do this Christian thing without, without him. You need the Holy Spirit because life is largely uphill. All right, You can go it on your own and, and kudos to you if you can climb that mountain by yourself. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he gives you like a, a, a balloon to, to get on the same mountain by way of the power of the Spirit. The Bible says it's not by might, it's not by power. It's by the Holy Spirit that you conquer mountains. You do above your ability when you're operating by, by, by way of the Spirit. You hear things, you receive things, you get information. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like to use this example. I, I use it a lot because it really was a, a big lesson for me. There was a time when I really needed some money. Mm? Uh, I, I, I learned the hard way and I advise people now when I counsel them. If you're going to get married, make sure to have a job when you get married. It could help lower the stress levels. Come on, somebody. All right. And now I, we got married and things were tight. I needed a job and this job opened up. It was like a beautiful job and that's, you, you, it was a sales job. You do this, you connect with this. And when you do that, you can make this much. And I said, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, there is a God in heaven. Truly, just like the song you sing, you take care of the lilies, you take care of Pastor Z. Is that how much I can make? Hallelujah. Where do I sign? And I signed. That evening, I went home, I went to bed, and the Holy Spirit came. And he says, you better not take a step in that, in that company. But God, this is your provision. My mind. My, 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 my mind says, you know what our bank account looks like, like right now, and you know what that money can do for this bank account. You are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Leave me alone, God, and take care of your servant. We are working just fine. Thank you for your provision. I went back to bed. Red light. You better not. I fought all night praying in the spirit. And then I had to call the people the next day and I said, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity. God bless you. And the girl who got me in there, you know, I, I felt bad. I said, I'm sorry, I, I can't take this. I have to resign before I even start. Is it me? I mean, she got, she got offended, you know. Is it me? I said, no, it's not you. In fact, maybe the Lord might be telling me, telling you a message through me also. I think it's good for both of us maybe to get out of that company. Hmm. Okay, fine. Uh, amazing, like a week later, my wife was watching the TV, watching the news, and then something came on the news, and I read that watch on the TV. This was about a week later. Big scandal. This company, the whole thing that was exposed on news, the, the, the leaders of the company were being walked away in handcuffs, arrested because of their was embezzlement, fraud, all this stuff. You see, insider trading. Yeah? You try to... You, you, you try to, to do that with your mind on your best day. 
Hmm? It's impossible. We need the Holy Spirit. For this life is not more than anything what the Holy Spirit does. Sometimes He warns you. Sometimes He just gives you a peace that passes your understanding. Praying in the Spirit, like you're going through drama and your mind gets caught in the drama and you feel the pressure, you feel the weight and you, you start to feel the, 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 the weight of what you are experiencing starts to take you out. Holy Spirit will give you a peace that is beyond your understanding. In fact, Sister Bonnie was sharing this verse that you may, Ephesians 3, that you may know this love that passes knowledge. So there is a, a, a love that your knowledge understands. But then there's a love that passes your knowledge. All right? There is a peace that passes your understanding. Mm? The stuff that should be taking you out, it's not taking you out because you have a peace beyond your understanding. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We need the Holy Spirit. So today, uh, I want to pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. We're going to open up the bar tonight. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, 18, Hmm? Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, if you, if you understand what it means to be drunk with wine, eh? drunk with wine is an interesting experience, isn't it? But what basically being drunk with wine is, it's an escape. Actually, people who are in a lot of mess, they go to a lot of wine because it's an escape. You like forget, at least for a little bit, the weight and the pressure. Okay, and they call it happy hour. It's only happy hour for a little bit. Because then you, you wake up even further down. Because not only did you have the problem, but you finished all the money on the drink. And now you're in the problem and you're broke. So, so, so it's good because like when you, you get under the influence. In fact, they even call alcohol spirits. Hmm? You get under the alcohol spirit. Okay, and you are no longer there. It is no longer I that live, but alcohol that live in me. Hmm? And you now do as alcohol do. You say as alcohol, and everything is peaceful. Everything is light. Everything is funny. And everything looks... Yeah. So Paul said, do not be drunk with wine but be filled with the spirit because when you're filled with the spirit you take a little bit and the same thing that happens except the only difference is, is this takes you unto death and this takes you unto life yeah? the spirit will lead and guide you into all truth all right the drink can't promise that it will guide you but not into all truth okay he'll bring you into a place of when you feel the peace of God in the midst of whatever, and you feel the resurrection power on the inside of you, impossible becomes possible, hopeless becomes hopeful, difficult becomes easy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One of the things that I love about prayer unusual is just that we just sometimes just do nothing but just let the worship go and just, just stay there drinking and things change we live different every time hmm? and as we change things change amen so today I, I wanted to pray for people we have not done it proper like this proper teaching and praying for people we need the holy ghost people uh, i would be cheating you if i did not tell now now there's some people say well pastor z i believe in the holy spirit he speaks to me i just don't like this tongues business that's yes, your business. If you don't like tongues, you don't have to speak in tongues. All right. Actually, the goal of tongues is not to speak in tongues. You know, 
Let me make that, that clear. You know, Pentecostals makes tongues like the end all and all. Okay, speaking in tongues is a means. It's a means to get to the place of God. That's not, God can use different ways, but I found that speaking in tongues, it helps because I know for one thing that my mind is unfruitful when I'm speaking in tongues. All right? But even remember the Bible says the point of all of this is love. First Corinthians says, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm just a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. God is spirit. God is also love. God is also word. Actually, this is a good discernment tool for you, all right? If you have only love but no spirit and no, uh, no word, look out, all right? Love, God is love, God is spirit, God is word. If you have all three working together, you're in good company. Two out of three is not three out of three. Use it like if someone is ministering to you or trying to get your phone number or come on somebody. Eh? These are things to help you discern what is of God and what is not of God.